KT, have you noticed that interest rates long-term are starting to go down little by little? Yeah, what are we going to do about it? I tell you what I think everybody should do about it. You should go to myalliant.com and take advantage of the one-year to 17-month certificate of deposit. They're currently paying 5.15% or 5.20% for amounts of $75,000 or more. Tell them one more time, KT, where they should go. Go to myalliant.com today. Now you know. Susie Orman here, and you are listening to the Women in Money podcast. Now, this is not your ordinary money podcast, for there is nothing that I do that is ordinary. So if you want to be the powerful woman that you were born to be in every aspect of your life, then you have come to the right place. We are strong. We are wise. We will not apologize. We are here. We will thrive. Together. kind of have a fun little announcement to make. On September 29th at 1 a.m. in the morning East Coast time, and it will be live, I'm going on HSN to do an Ask Susie Anything show. I'm not going to be there talking about a product or whatever. I'm going to be there to answer your questions. So if you would like to talk to me live on the air that night, here's what I want you to do. I want you to now send in an email to podcast at gmail.com. And in the header, just put HSN. And I will read them. And if chosen then I'll send you back the phone number and the time that you should call in so we can talk live. Don't you think that's fun? Now, why am I telling you this? Because this is going to be advertised everywhere. And I just thought, you know, maybe my Women in Money podcast ladies and the men smart enough to listen, it would be great if we had a little jump start on everybody. So again, that will be September 29th at 1 a.m. East Coast time. Adjust that for wherever you are. Send in your questions. And again, if chosen, I'm going to get to talk to you live on the air. On this Ask Susie Anything podcast, I want to do something a little bit different. Only because I was so confused. I was so confused as to why all of a sudden is my phone ringing off the hook? Am I getting all of these invites to speak here, to do this, to write this column, to have this interview? Let's do this feature, all these things. And then it dawned on me that this happened right at the exact same time that Beverly Hills 90210, I think those are the numbers for it. Anyway, who cares? I never watched it, but that's besides the point. Um, that they had this little segment, part of it, where one person, woman, was talking to another woman, and she says, oh, something about Susie Orman and her jackets. I don't even know because I didn't hear it, but I sure got a lot of emails about it. Right after that... 
I started to get all these requests. It was almost as if, oh, I'm cool enough to be on 90210. Maybe I'm just cool enough to want to be everywhere again. It was just kind of fascinating to me. But what am I getting at here? So one of the people who got in touch with me and interviewed me asked me a question. And I thought it was a fascinating question. So rather than me answering today the questions that you wrote in about, I'd like you to hear the answer that I gave to this reporter as to the question they asked me. And they asked me, Susie, how did you become Susie Orman? What did you do that made it so different that out of everybody else out there, there's only one Susie Orman that rose to the ranks that you rose to? How did you do that? And before I answer that question, the reason that I found that interesting is that many of you write in and you ask me for help. Susie, you must know somebody. There must be somebody out there that you can connect me with. I do this. I do that. What do you think of thy website? Can you just give me a help? Give me money. Give me this. Help me. Help me, Susie. I need help. And then it really came to a head just the other day when a woman, an abused woman that I've been working with, finally made it through all four years of college. She somehow was able to raise two kids while she's still raising them. They're 7 and 14 now. Make it in New York. Just against all odds as to what has happened to this woman, she's finally gotten a job, $15 an hour. And she says, Susie, I can't make it here on $15 an hour. Please, you must know somebody that can help me. You have to help me. And I'm like, I don't know anybody like that. I only know people in the financial realm. I don't know somebody that can do this or that. That's not who I know. I can't help you, but you can do it yourself. And she said, no, I need help. I'll never make it on my own. You listen to me now. Nobody helped me. Nobody helped me become the Susie Orman that you see today. And the reason that I'm the Susie Orman that you see today is because nobody helped me. What's so funny, and I want you all to think about this, when you know somebody and you ask them for a favor, help my child get into school. Well, that got a whole lot of people in trouble, didn't it? But help my child get into school. Help my child get a job. Help me get a job. Please tell them you're my friend and you know me and blah, blah, blah. Have you ever had one of those people ever truly get you a job and get you in? You know, when I had the Susie Orman show, so many people came to me and said, please, can my daughter, can my brother, can my sister, can my son apprentice for you? And the problem when you ask somebody who is in a position where you're working and you want your kid and they are in a position that you think they can help you, the reason that they never really do help you is because they want to help their own kids. They want to help their own relatives. They can't keep going back and back and back and asking everybody, please help this person, help that person. So their heart is never in it. So even if they give the name of the person 
to somebody as a recommendation, it never goes anywhere because of the energy behind it. Have you ever noticed that? And so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking in answering this person's question, how did Susie Orman become Susie Orman? And how can you become who you need to become, who you want to become? It was because I lived by my motto, people first, then money, then things. I never, ever did anything just to make money. I always did everything because it was the right thing to do, not the easy thing to do. And so when I was answering that question for this reporter, he says to me, well, give me an example. Like, so how did you get on the Oprah Winfrey show? Because that really, if you think about it, was the true turning point of my career. And it all started because I had written a book called The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, Practical and Spiritual Steps So You Can Stop Worrying. Now, the book on its own in 1997, when it first came out, did extraordinarily well for a hardback book. It sold 300,000 copies all on its own. No television, no support, really on its own. Now, if you don't know, a hardback author, if they sell 25,000 copies of a book, oh, that is a lot in most cases. But here I am, and I was sitting in the office, actually, of my first publisher who published You've Earned It, Don't Lose It. And I was just visiting her. And I'm there, and her phone rings. And it's Katie Davis, a producer from the Oprah Winfrey Show, saying, We are looking for Susie Orman. Do you know how to get in touch with her? And she says, well, she happens to be sitting right here in front of me. Now, this, I have to tell you, is an author's dream to get on the Oprah Winfrey show. Are you kidding me? But we tried and we tried to get on the Oprah Winfrey show. We tried with You've Earned It, Don't Lose It. They didn't take the book. We tried with Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, never heard back from them at all. I tried every connection that I thought I had. Nothing happened. Nobody was able to help me. And here I am, just sitting, visiting Esther Margolis, my first publisher, and I have a producer from the Oprah Winfrey Show on the air wanting me. And she says to me, Susie, we want you to come on the Oprah Winfrey Show and talk about the spiritual side of divorce. Now, obviously, she thought that because the subtitle to my second book was Practical and Spiritual Steps So You Can Stop Worrying, The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, Practical and Spiritual Steps So You Can Stop Worrying. And I say to her, Katie, I'm so sorry, but there is no spiritual side to divorce. When you get married, you take vows. And if you break those vows, there is nothing spiritual about it. I am not your right person for this. 
I don't know about divorce. I know about personal finance. So it would be doing such a disservice to Oprah Winfrey, who deserves the best of the best, for Susie Orman to come on. Now, the publisher, Esther Margolis, of the first book, is sitting across from me, listening to me say this, and she's like shaking her head, and she goes, no, no, Susie, Susie, you got to go on the Oprah Winfrey Show. What is wrong with you? No, 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 no. She's writing me notes. Susie, don't do this. Don't do this. And I stick by it. And Katie says, I'm asking you to come on the Oprah Winfrey Show. And I say, Katie, I know that you're asking me that. You have to find somebody else. I'm so sorry. If ever you look for somebody as an expert in personal finance, I'm your girl. In the meantime, I give her my personal contact, and I think that's that. Two weeks later, I get another email now from Katie Davis and then a phone call. And she says, Susie, we can't find anybody else. We want you. And I say to Katie, what don't you understand about what I said to you? And now she's talking to me and talking to me, and she finally convinces me that she will look for one more month. And if she can't find somebody in one month, will I come on? And I say yes, knowing perfectly well that she'll find somebody in another month. One month later, my phone rings again, and it's Katie Davis. She said, well, we haven't found somebody. We want you. And I'm like, oh, God. I said, okay. Now, this was during the time that Oprah was in Amarillo, Texas, with that lawsuit, which is how she met Dr. Phil. What a blessing that was. And so the show is in Amarillo, Texas. So I get on a plane. I go to Amarillo, and I'm sitting in the back of some theater. It's, you know, and everything's going wrong that day. The air conditioning isn't working. You know, it's like their first or second show in this theater. And I'm sitting in the back all by myself, really not wanting to go on at all. And now they are running an hour and a half overtime. And I am so happy because I'm like, there is no way that they are going to get to me. And all of a sudden, Katie Davis comes from behind the screens and says, all right, we're ready for you. We have a minute and a half. I'm like, what? Because, honest, I'm not lying, you guys. We should get Katie Davis on. She can tell you this story. Anyway, she says, I said, really, really, Katie, there's no time left. She says, come on, Susie. And I come out, and I'm standing there, and there is Oprah Winfrey in front of me with Lorna Went already sitting in a chair with the chair right across from her where Oprah will sit. They then bring up a chair for me to sit in between them. And Oprah looks at me, and then she does this double take. And she motions for me to come towards her. Now, I am shaking, and I am sweating, and I cannot believe that I am in front of Oprah Winfrey and that I am going to be doing this. That wasn't what this was all about. I had simply written books. You know, to help all of you, I was still a financial advisor. I still had my own firm. And it wasn't about this for me. But anyway, Oprah sees how nervous I am, or at least I think she does. And she grabs my hand and she holds my hand. And I'm shaking and sweating in Oprah Winfrey's hand. Now, can you even imagine that? 
So I don't want to sweat on Oprah. So I pull my hand out from her hand and she grabs my hand and holds it again. Now we sit down and before the cameras start rolling again, Lorna looks at the book. It was Lorna Went. She was in a divorce with her husband, Gary Went, which was one of the most high-profile divorces at the time. But she wanted more money as a corporate wife, and I think she actually deserved it, but that really wasn't the point. But Oprah looks at Lorna. Lorna's looking at the book, Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, that's on the table. And Oprah says, have you read this book? And Lorna said, yeah, actually I have. And Oprah said, is it a good book? And she says, it's a great book. I'm like, oh, here we go. And so now the cameras start rolling. Minute and a half left. And Oprah looks at me and she says to me, so Susie Orman, what is the key to life? My head now is spinning and I'm like, what what did she just say to me? We're on TV now. What'd she say to me? Well, you got to say something, Susie. And out of my mouth comes these words. When you can be as happy in your sadness as you are in your happiness, then you know the key to life. And with that, Oprah says, great, and wraps up the show looks at me while we're still having cameras rolling and says, and you, we're going to have to do an entire hour show just on you. And she says, bye-bye, everybody, see you later, and walks off the stage. With that, Katie Davis comes walking on the stage with the biggest smirk that I've ever seen on her face. I'm still friends with her to this day. And she said, see, I told you, Susie, I knew if Oprah just saw you, if she just heard your words, your words of honesty, that she would want you back. So now we're back again just a month or two later. And the show is all about the nine steps to financial freedom. And it's a fabulous show. And all of a sudden there's a PBS special on it. All these things are ticking at once. And now the book in one month is selling so many, it's not even funny. The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom was number one on the New York Times bestseller list and every other list for almost a year. In 1998, according to Publishers Weekly, the Nine Steps to Financial Freedom was the number one selling hardback nonfiction book of all books. It sold to the tune of the same amount as Stephen King's novel sold. Oprah would always tease me and say, I was coming out of a hotel, Susie, and walking down the steps, and they're saying, Oprah, I'm on step four. I'm on step four. And so a little bit after that, Oprah has me back. I get calls from different producers now besides Katie. There are like 400 of them, remember. And they say, Oprah wants you back. And I go, no, no, no. There's a mistake here. I was just on the Oprah Winfrey show a month or two ago. Nobody comes back on that quickly. I think there's a mistake. They go, Susie, there's not a mistake. We want you back. I said, listen, you ask Oprah, and if Oprah says she wants me back, and it's really coming from Oprah, you tell me, and then I'll come back. And sure enough, I got a call, and I came back. And it was during that show 
that I was only supposed to be on for 10 minutes. That was my segment at most, 10 minutes. And I was sitting in the audience waiting. And it was all these kids that had like $250,000 of credit card debt. And Oprah comes out and she says, today, I'm going to turn the show over to Susie. And she walks off the stage, tells me to stand up, hands me the microphone, sits in my chair and says, take it away, Susie. And that was my introduction to being a host on a television show, like a live audition on the Oprah Winfrey show. Now, I can go on and on. That led to 29 appearances, one-hour appearances on the Oprah show. Obviously, it's to state that was really a key factor, a serious key factor in me becoming who I became. However, there came a point now where I thought I was who I was because of Oprah. And it was a few years later that all of a sudden it was like, nope, not going to be on the show anymore. Sorry, Susie. We have another person. We're going with this one. We're going with that one. And now I wasn't on the Oprah Winfrey show. So if Oprah couldn't help me to become who I was supposed to come, what was I going to do? Oh, my God, I'm nothing, right, without Oprah? Wrong. I'm Susie Orman. And Oprah saw something in me that I did not see in myself. So the key to becoming what you want to be and who you want to be is seeing how others see you. Others see your greatness, but maybe you just can't see it yourself. And it was then that I started to be on CNBC. And it was then that I got my own CNBC show, the Susie Orman show, that went on to be on the air for over 13 years. But it was because of me. I did that. I did that. And I'm proud that I did that. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I did that. Sure, there was help by having publicity and things. But I had all of that because of what they saw in me. Now, I am not saying this to you, bragging about who I am. I know who I am. And I'm still that person to this day. The question is that you have to answer on this Ask Susie Anything show is who are you? Who are you? Who do you show this world you are? Who? And when you can answer that question and you know who you are and you like who you are and you love who you are, do you not think that other people are going to see that and feel that? And that is what they're going to purchase. That's what they're going to sign up for. They're not going to sign up for a resume. They're not going to sign up by a referral of somebody that doesn't really know you. They're going to sign up with you because of you, because of how you feel about yourself. Got that? And that's how you become a strong, smart, and secure woman. Okay, now, let's ask Susie anything for today.
Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.